Slingshot 25 Shotcast, a series of bite-sized podcasts that'll feel like an espresso shot to your brain. I'm Courtney. And I'm Jackie. And here's something we've been thinking about. That's an understatement. Here's something we've been living <laughs> much, much for years better, and years. Yes. Today's topic is about change, and we're going to talk about the difference between what we're, we talked about a lot, the messy middle, mm-hmm. um, and a new concept that we've been playing with of the aftermath of change. And one of the things that we've been observing is, and those of you that have taken the classes have seen our change experience talk, right? There's the messy middle, and it shows the typical change management J-curve where things drop off and then we climb out. And what I've been noticing more and more is that some organizations, a lot of organizations, like fail to climb. Mm-hmm. You fail to climb and you stay in that bottomed out space for a long time. And that becomes your new normal. And I've been, I've, we've been tossing around the phrase like the aftermath. Like people are living with confusion. Mm-hmm. They're living with desperate tools. They're living with a lack of routine. They're living in an environment where they don't know and trust the people they work with. And it's just the steady state. There mm-hmm. is no improvement from the day that it fell. And there's no concerted effort to climb back out of it. It's just an aftermath that becomes our new current state. You're making me think, Courtney, about um, a statistic that has been out there for a a number of years. And I think it came out of, um, uh, they do massive studies. Um, There's there's an organization out there that does massive studies about, um, they look at companies that recently did uh, mergers and acquisitions. And they look at whether or not those transactions, those in some cases enormous deals, um, actually gained the value that it it set out to gain. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, most transformations like that, most of these kinds of big changes, fail to achieve the value that they set out to get. And that's really what you're talking about. Yeah. They never really climb out of that messy middle. It's something like 70%. And actually, the dysfunction when I'm an employee who has to work in an environment that doesn't have consistent processes, tools, expectations, I don't know my leaders, that all of those symptoms in the what we call the smart side of your business lead to very challenging team dynamics on the healthy side of your business. It's difficult to know people in those environments. It's difficult to trust people in those environments. It's difficult to be empowered and make decisions and get things done in those environments. And it, it begs the question of, why does that happen? Like, why do yeah. we just let people dangle in the aftermath? Yeah. You, you know, so it, the, the what's coming up for me, oh, number one, like a comet with a really long tail is coming to mind for me. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. But you're really describing the aftermath of poorly managed change. Yes. Because the fact is, if you can manage your change well... Um, and get people engaged in the right activities to help you manage that change, you can climb out and you can achieve the value that you set out to achieve in the first place, the yes. reason you brought this change into your organization. Um, and it also, the other thing coming up for me is our saying, I'm sure anyone who's been listening to us on this shot cast has heard us say this before, change will get you into this mess and leaders will get you out. And so we need to think about where where leaders are in these sort of poorly managed changes with these long aftermath tales where all of those things are happening that you are that you so uh, that you just described for us. And I think one of the things that happens, my observation is one of the things that happens is leaders have kind of 
moved on. They've mm-hmm. moved on from the idea that there is change happening in their organization. There I've had a leader say, quit talking about it. Yeah, yeah, that sort of, you know, they're like, it's done. And we, we did that three years ago. But they don't realize that the things that they just think are today's performance problems, you know, employees that are obstinate and don't understand and don't want to do the work, whatever it might be, that these are actually symptoms of this sometimes long ago, poorly managed change. And it just keeps on giving. Absolutely. Which means that leaders need to look at these problems and think about, um, you know, what, what they need to do in this moment as, a, as, as change leadership. You're still in change leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm thinking about what you're saying. It is very, very common that leaders just want to check the box off. Like it feels good to say, oh, mm-hmm. we, and, and, and they get to, like, I've watched leaders give report outs and take stars and what do they say? Give them their flowers for mm-hmm. successfully implementing something. Yeah. And ever and, and the, the leaders get to say to their people, look what I accomplished, look what I led, look what I did. And they feel great about that. And the employees are looking up going, I can't even run a report. Mm-hmm. What do you mean we're done with this? And then almost the employees are almost treated poorly by expressing any pain or like raising issues about something that's related to the change because they just want to be done with it. And, mm-hmm. and you're not, I think it's really an opportunity for leaders to, when they decide to set out to make a decision to change something, to think about when is the thing actually done? Like I like an undercooked brownie, like as good as anything, but it's probably not a good practice to undercook your change, right? Like you got to finish that thing. <laughs> okay, I've cracked up the staff. That's not that funny. I got more. Yeah. Is it not your favorite? I know a good undercooked brownie. I'm actually kind of thinking that would be really hungry. good with my coffee it right would, now. Yes, yeah. in change, I wouldn't advise it. Yeah, right, it, right place, right time. Um, yeah, one of the things that um, that that I talked when I talk to leaders, you know, because of course I talk to leaders just how to lead <laughs> in any moment, any any day, no matter what's going on in your organization. But one of the things when I recognize that leaders are in a place where there are really large changes afoot in your organization is to have them get their their head wrapped around what we often call here the you know the picture of the future mm-hmm. of. Uh, uh, really rethink that in this case. If so, if you find yourself sort of in this, if you feel like you're on that long tail of a poorly managed change, is to re-engage as a leader of of thinking of what were we trying to achieve? What are we still trying to achieve with this change? And and crystallize that picture again, um, and and do it in a way that's not just transactional and practical, but also you know emotional and relationship oriented. And to get your head wrapped around that picture again, and then start thinking about what are the signals um, that I can flood the environment with that will start to um, you know, start to get people re-engaged in that and, and start moving towards that, that sort of final picture once again. You know, and it may it may include things like retraining and some That's of the right. repract. You know, some of those uh, more practical things, but more than likely, some of the work that was left undone has much more to do with, um, you know, people you know sort of accepting the way things are and seeing each other in this new future, working together with new relationships, new ways of thinking, you know, those sorts of things. Absolutely, and I think there's a paint a picture of the future and a willingness to be honest and vulnerable when it doesn't match up to where you're going, because that's the only way to iterate and actually get there. I think this, I painted a picture of the future and anything, any data that comes up, any examples that come up that don't match that, I'm just going to deny them. That's not healthy or helpful. So 
I would say if you are in an organization that's trying to change something, there are opportunities. We help customers like train people to think about change, to help communicate and and be deliberate and intentional about your climb out if you want to get out or do you want to stay in the aftermath. And I think I think the other thing to think about is if you are living in the aftermath, you also have a climb to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And so taking that, you know, working with us on the tools and the training and the the same things that got skipped before, it's not too late, right? You still have to climb out. You still have work to do to help people see where you're headed, to fix the things that aren't working, to connect the dots for folks. And I think the, the clients of ours that have either invested early or bring us in when things haven't went as well, um, I, I think there's a big opportunity there, right? Mm-hmm. They, they are feeling more clear, they're feeling more confident, they're feeling more hopeful, right? We hear that from them with, by just being deliberate and intentional about how they lead their organizations mm-hmm. through change. That's all for this episode of our ShotCast, but we always have much more to say. If you want more, drop us a line at slingshot25.com. Until next time.